Hey, it's been a while. I don't really follow a formula with this podcast as far as weekly episodes go or anything. I try to at least do one a week, but if I'm not feeling it or I'm super busy, both of which have been the case lately, then yeah, I really try not to do things out of some kind of obligation. Well, as much as possible, because some things you can't really avoid that, but when it comes to this podcast, which is like a creative thing, I try not to bring any of that guilt or obligation type of energy into it as much as possible. So I'm kind of losing my voice. It's been a really exhausting period of time. It feels like it's lasted forever, but I don't know. It's been weeks, maybe a month, maybe more. I don't even know. (laughs) Basically, I had to take a surprise trip across half of America in my car. And I'm basically doing like a giant loop and then looping back around to Nebraska. But I'm kind of in the middle of it right now. So yeah, I'm kind of... uh, My voice isn't super clear, but hopefully it's bearable to listen to. Along with my tired vibe. So I haven't really been feeling like super inspired or energetic about making content lately, but I still have a little theme that's been popping up for me over the past like year and a half and seeing a bunch of family and stuff recently really just kind of reminds me of that because when you live kind of like a hermit mode type of life like I do and you hardly ever see any other people it's really easy to overestimate the amount of patience you have with the world but when you're thrust into a situation where every single day it's a different hotel and you're around people almost 24-7, yeah, that'll be put to the test for sure. (laughs) I've been getting really triggered and pissed off and all sorts of what people would call lower... states or emotions or something but I really try not to use that word in any kind of condemning way I kind of consider like all of this shit that life's been throwing at me lately just a chance to get comfortable with these states like the lower states and the chaos and the grief and confusion and you name it I've been feeling it the past however fucking long. The past eternity. That's what it feels like. I'm gonna have to cut a lot of pieces out of this for my coughing and throat clearing, and hopefully I don't sound too much like Marge Simpson. (laughs) Um, So anyway, there's this huge bias, especially with people who are into spiritual things or new agey stuff, neither of which I identify with, by the way. I actually steer clear of those terms and usually those groups, even though like, you know, I'm into that stuff, which I've talked about before, I just don't think 
belief systems are helpful and there's just so much bullshit in both of those types of communities um, but there's this huge bias against any quote-unquote negative emotions which is just so unhelpful and toxic so people whenever they're feeling something that's less comfortable than joy or excitement, you know, pain, jealousy, grief, loss, sadness, annoyance, frustration, jealousy, did I already say that one? Um, they immediately are like, oh, I need to just like focus my way into a state of love and make myself happy. How do I bypass this as soon as I possibly can? And, uh, I mean, you can do that approach, but just know that you're really fucking yourself over, like, hard, if you do that. For whatever fucking reason, all of this dense emotional stuff is part of it. And for some reason, that's when I seem to learn the most. Which, to be honest, kind of annoys me. <laughs> I don't want it to have to be like that, so yeah. Obviously, there's still parts of me that really resist this, and I'm trying to drill it into my fucking head, which includes recording episodes about it, because I know it's true, and um, when I get myself talking about things on video or podcast episodes, it sort of, like, helps me reprogram myself, because, yeah, I know it's true, so once I start talking, more information comes out about it that wouldn't have otherwise, and it helps drill it into my head, you know. So like the main thing I'm trying to reprogram in myself is like every single goddamn time I get triggered or annoyed or sad or whatever, it's for a reason. It's teaching me something. It's making me stronger. It's showing me a weak spot that I didn't know I still had. And a lot of people would say, well, how do you know that? What if you're just telling yourself stories and lying to yourself? My response is, who the fuck cares? If you find something that works for you, that makes you feel better, that helps you thrive in life and feel better and deal with the challenges that come, just run with it. I'm really not that concerned with objective reality because all it, I think all it is is that a bunch of people have agreed on something enough times to where people accept it as true, but most of those things probably aren't. And uh, just look at how often science rewrites itself, you know? Like, I've been told my whole life that the Earth's core is full of magma and it's super hot and stuff, and then I, real and then I learned not that long ago that we've only drilled like a few miles into the Earth's crust and made a ton of assumptions about what's down there. And we're wrong, you know? Like they're finding new information about how there's like basically water underneath there and things that kind of seem like mountain ranges and it's a mystery. But you know, some guy tells us when we're a kid that that's how it is, and we just never question it again. So the Earth's core is just one example, but this applies to so many different things, you know. Another example is, like, 
imagination isn't real and it's a pointless waste of time. We learn that when we're kids and then we just think that it's true and we're like, okay, and we just turn off our souls and then just stay in line the rest of our lives. And it's really fucking tragic. Because it's not true at all. Um, to be cliche, look at one of the greatest thinkers, inventors, geniuses of all time, Einstein, and look at how often he talked about imagination. That's not a coincidence. Anyway, the point with that ramble was just to say that most of what we're taught is, uh, not only false, but there to intentionally keep us cut off from our power. And if I sound like a conspiracy theorist, then okay, I sound like one. I don't really care that much at this point, um, because I am a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I've never bought the narrative. So we were staying in a hotel room the other night and my brother really wanted to watch the debate between Biden and Trump, which is something I would normally avoid like the plague, but I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny and interesting to get to see what, what they're doing. And all I could think about was people fucking believe in this? People take these guys seriously? And people think that they actually give a fuck? And that anything they're saying matters whatsoever? Now, I might piss people off with this. Uh, if so, then okay. <laughs> because uh, I just look at it and it's so obvious to me that it's all just uh, distraction tactics and a bunch of bullshit that I don't even give that much of my attention to. And I advise people to follow that approach. Because uh, the more attention you give to it, the more you're disempowering it and reinforcing this bullshit narrative that serves nobody, pretty much. And if you start diverting your precious attention away from the bullshit narrative, you might find thinkers or people or... Uh, friends who also see through it, and then you can find something else to put your energy into, and possibly, I don't know, help build new systems. Does that sound insane? And like beyond your capacity? If so, then you've been successfully brainwashed. It's not true, you know? Anything that exists now is just because some person invented it and they believed in it strongly enough and they sounded convincing enough to get others to go along with it. The objective truth of a narrative has nothing to do with its popularity. In fact, the more fear you can wrap up into a narrative, the more convincing it might be because it gives people tunnel vision. Nothing makes people give their power away faster than fear. And there's a lot of that going on right now in the world, both collectively and individually. So those two often reflect each other, which is something I've really noticed this year to a new degree. And by that I mean that things in the world are destabilizing and getting crazier. 
along with uh, my personal life and other people's lives. People who I know to be very stable in their faith in themselves and reality and stuff are questioning things. Just like I have been. I'm questioning things I thought I knew a lot lately. That was my phone getting a text message. Uh, yeah. So, I just want to say to myself and everyone listening that when life takes things from you and tests you and pisses you off, it's not doing it because it wants to kill you or hates you or because nothing in life ever works out for you. But if you believe those things, you'll make them true. Basically, you heal things in layers. Let's take codependency, for example, since I'm a shining example of that. <laughs> so I thought I've healed it over the years and gotten healthier with it and stuff, you know, which I have. But it's like there's seemingly infinite layers of this type of programming embedded really deeply within our bodies and energy fields, which I think kind of reflect each other. I hope you guys enjoy all the blank spaces in this because I have to edit out my coughing and throat clearing like every 30 seconds. Uh, so yeah, like I said in one of my recent videos, when you're coming back to a pattern that you thought you already healed or like grew past, you're just getting to the next layer and it's best to assume that there might be infinite layers or not assume anything really, just kind of like think, all right, I got the next layer and I'm ready in case there's more. Um, so any parts of you that are, I don't want to say weak, but vulnerable and open to influence are going to be driven to the forefront of your life in reality right now. Speaking from experience here and just from observing everyone around me. So really the best thing that you can do is just like strengthen yourself, your relationship with yourself and the connection between you and like the deeper part of you. A lot of people say higher self, which I think is useful, but I kind of prefer deeper self because higher implies that it's separate and that you have to go beyond into something that's not here to reach it, which I don't believe is true. I think the deeper self is a lot more accurate and the deeper self is kind of like the subconscious and the primal and the past and the body and uh, yeah, you. It implies going inward rather than beyond yourself, which I really like because all of our programming teaches us to go outside of ourselves, you know? Like if you want us to understand yourself, go see what some old guy wrote about how you work in a book. If you want to know what's healthy to eat, research it on the internet instead of just listening to what your fucking body tells you. It's ludicrous. Um, so I'm really hoping to help rewrite that and tell you that you already have all the answers. And yeah, it sounds so cliche, but a lot of truths are hidden in plain sight in cliches. And the thing about how you have everything you need within you is 
more or less true in a lot of ways. Obviously there's exceptions to that, there always are, but for the most part, you already know a lot more than you think you do. And one of the reasons I make these podcast episodes and videos is because I know that I know more than I think I do, and when I get myself talking, it gives those ideas a voice, whereas if I just don't start talking or writing, they stay trapped inside and I never realize the things that I know. And then I get stuck in this mode of seeking outside of myself for the answers and stuff. So I don't even know what the fuck this episode is about. I just felt like I should make one. Um, But there is one topic that I... Yeah, I think I already mentioned I've seen it coming up for the past year and a half. And especially the past weeks. As I've been getting triggered as fucking fuck left and right. And that's boundaries. So, uh... Before I went off on a random tangent, I think I started saying that a lot of people who are super agreeable and non-confrontational and kind of nice types, like I assume a lot of my listeners are, because I I have historically been like that, um, they struggle with boundaries, both setting them uh, and accepting them from others, or even recognizing when their own are being violated. Because for a lot of us, like, we can sense other people's expectations and emotions and opinions about us. And we kind of preemptively try to prevent any type of disappointment or confrontation or uncomfortable interactions with people. So that often involves either failing to set boundaries, letting people push our own boundaries, or just, like, swallowing our true wishes to please another person and this can easily turn into bitterness or resentment and you might not even know why so if you find yourself getting super triggered or pissed off when you talk to certain friends or family in your life um, it's probably boundary stuff and nobody even taught me any of this like I didn't learn it until last year which is insane you know And if I would have, somebody would have just told me about this stuff at some point in life, I think things would have been a lot different, but most people seem to have no perception, no conception. People have no fucking clue, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, So I, I think I already mentioned this in another episode, but maybe people, this for some people this is the first one they've heard. If so, I'm really sorry. (laughs) Um, But basically last year, I had this intention to figure out why I felt like shit all the time, physically. And I basically just started getting a bunch of like, just basically realizing that people in my life had been pissing me off lately and feeling a bunch of anger. And basically it was like my deeper self trying to tell me You need boundaries, um, that's why you feel like shit. So I didn't even like, obviously I'd heard the word boundaries before, but I didn't connect it with this. I just sort of realized like, oh, I have people in my life who have been pissing me off and I need to tell them what's up, make some changes, stop talking to some of them. Um, 
And all I recognized was that I felt pissed off because my I was disrespected and I needed to make moves to correct those things. So when you just like swallow your true feelings over and over and over with people, what happens is you'll wait until you get pissed off and then you'll probably blow up at them and say things that you can't take back and possibly regret it. So I'm trying to save people some trouble by telling them about boundaries now so that they don't have to do that. Like you don't have to wait till you get pissed off and get all dramatic about it and push people away. Because people who are violating your boundaries, are they're basically teaching you how you've taught them you will be treated. Does that make sense? Yeah. And this is referring to friends or family members in your life who you feel disrespected by and you feel like they should know better. It's just common decency to know not to do that but the truth is that no they shouldn't know better unless you tell them it's your responsibility to make your boundaries known and if someone's kind of overstepping them it's easy to just be like oh, how could they not be aware of this and get pissed off and blame them but if you're not speaking your truth and showing them where your borders are you're just as much a participant in that you know so I'll give a personal example of this. A few years ago, I was a digital nomad living out of this huge backpack for a while, like more than a couple years. And so I could only keep items, like I could only own stuff that I could fit into this big backpack on my back. Um, so I went to visit my mom for the first time in a while. And while I was staying there, she kept giving me things, like clothes and, um, you know, like other things like lotion and makeup stuff, and which is very kind of her. But I kept, I was like thinking, I live out of a backpack. And I was even saying, Mom, I live out of a backpack. I can only carry with me what I can fit in this backpack. And she's like, okay, well, uh, and she just kept kind of putting things aside to give to me and I started getting annoyed and but I didn't show it because back then I never did I was just kind of like laughing it off and accepting the things anyway and I kept saying like I have to make this all fit in my backpack like it's like I felt like by saying that I was telling her all she needed to know and that she should have known better than to keep giving me things uh but no, looking back on that, I realized, actually, no, I didn't, like, say in a very clear-cut way, no, actually, I don't want these things. They won't fit, and it's going to be too heavy. Like, I didn't say, no, y you can keep these things. I just sort of tried to, like, indirectly imply things, which for some people might work, you know. But other people, they operate differently than us, and they need you to be more firm. And if you're not, they will push your boundaries. So uh, I realized that I let myself get all pissed off and resentful over something pretty harmless and something that could have been solved. My stomach is growling, sorry if you can hear it. <laughs> uh, something that could have been solved easily by me just saying, I know you mean well and you're trying to give me some stuff, but honestly, I can't take it with me, sorry. And yeah, I might have to, might have had to deal with her getting a little bit disappointed and sad and whatever, but 
that's much better than just like trying to passive passive aggressively communicate something and then getting pissed off when someone doesn't catch the hint honestly a lot of times so many issues could be avoided by people just fucking saying things outright and uh, as time goes on I get more and more I won't say triggered or annoyed well sometimes but mostly just a bit exasperated with indirect communication like I really notice when someone hasn't learned how to use their fucking words in a direct way <laughs> and they just kind of like talk in this wishy-washy oh, I don't know whatever you think and, uh, and they're just kind of waiting for someone to take the lead like I really notice that now because I spent so much time being like that and I'm not trying to judge or hate on that I'm just saying that um, you really can't expect people to anticipate your needs if you're not stating them overtly. And in a similar vein, I try to keep myself in check with uh, micromanaging other people's reactions and expectations. Because something that people like me, who kind of tend towards being people pleasers or non-confrontational, something that we often struggle with is like, trying to plan ahead for how someone might react and protect them from any discomfort which is what I was doing with my mom in that situation you know I was thinking I don't want to hurt her feelings and so instead I just like swallow my own feelings and uh, the thing is when you do that you're holding on to like that bitterness and resentment and you're like storing it in your body and it can be much harder to get rid of later and you also reinforce the program like that my true wants are less important than other people's and uh, you're not heeding the signals that your emotions are trying to show you when you find yourself getting resentful over someone not picking up on your hints that emotions trying to tell you speak the fuck up use your voice make things clear and then that energy doesn't go to waste. You're using it. Like you're using that fiery kind of annoyance or energy, anger stuff to, wow, that was really eloquent, <laughs> to um, set a boundary. You're using it for what it's supposed to be used for. If you're just like, if you just get resentful and annoyed and blame the other person and just leave it at that, uh, a, you're not solving the pattern, you're just holding on to that energy and it's probably going to keep popping up in your head and annoying you more later. And you're kind of abandoning yourself, just abiding by some type of unspoken rule that other people's expectations matter more than yours, or other people's wants matter more than yours. And these small moments really do matter. Even though we kind of tell ourselves they don't matter, they're not so important, they totally are. Because you're communicating things to your subconscious mind all the time and you're playing out programs and you're strengthening those programs. You know, whenever you get triggered and you just play out the same old shit, all you're doing is making it likelier or easier that you're going to choose that path the next time. So it's really important to get masterful at handling your own triggers at being like 
oh, okay, I feel some annoyance right now. I feel some resentment right now. Let me go check into why that is. Instead of just slipping into this reactive mode where you run narratives and blame the other person, which is so easy to do and is pretty much the norm. But uh, if you want to do yourself a favor, just stop listening to the norms. Just tune out of that shit as much as possible. I've always believed this in a deep way, but I've been very cautious about like talking about that because I know that people really believe in this political stuff, for example. Like they really believe in it for some reason and uh, they think people like me are just like ignorant and sticking my head in the sand and not doing my part as an American and all this other bullshit that's not true at all. And um, as I'm watching the systems fall apart around me, I realize like, no, actually I do have a right to talk about this. People who see through it should be talking. They should be speaking up. Don't keep quiet just because the people around you have fallen for a lie and will do anything possible to defend that lie, to protect their worldview, no matter how skewed it is, which it totally is. And if you have any type of intuition whatsoever, then watching these debates and stuff, I mean, you can see right through it without any problems. I believe in you. You can definitely see through it. I think another reason why I feel emboldened to like speak out about this stuff is because it's becoming so obvious, even to super mainstreamy people who love either candidate, that it's bullshit. Like, yeah, there's still that there's always going to be those subsets of people who still like fully love one of the candidates or like enthusiastically embrace them or something. But I think that those groups are becoming smaller and that like the average person is a lot more balanced and like to the center than we think. I don't even know why I'm talking about this political stuff. I guess maybe it's on my mind because of that, watching that debate the other night. Um, but yeah, you don't have to just follow the path that has been given to you just because it's what your parents and their parents and their parents and their parents have done. Just because it's what most people have done doesn't mean that you have to do it. If there's any time to choose something different or do something completely unique, whether it's moving to a random place or making a huge lifestyle change or even testing out being more assertive, setting boundaries, cutting people out, whatever you want, whatever you feel the urge to do, feel inspired by, now is the best time, you know? Uh, I think a lot of people are kind of scared about how uncertain the world is, especially with all the personal changes most of us have been encountering. But if you can, try to find the excitement beneath it. I'm pretty excited, you know, because all these systems don't work. That's been really obvious to me for a while. I never put my faith in them, so... To me, like, these systems crumbling, like, the schools and the typical jobs and the political system, to me, it's awesome. I'm like, finally, it's, finally it's crumbling. 
so that something better can exist. But I think a lot of people who have believed in it for a while, um, it's unsettling to watch it crumble. But um, I really think as long as you prioritize your connection with yourself and you know how to maintain a calm center under pressure and you are connected to your soul and the signs of the universe and all that, you'll be fine. And I feel quite confident saying this because I've experienced enough verification in my own life, both by myself and the confirmation shared with other people that the unseen reality is very real and constantly influencing us and uh, even protecting us if necessary. And in a similar vein, if you find yourself slipping into disempowering stuff and being pissed off and you, you stay in that state for a while, things will stop working for you, which is something I've definitely noticed. It's to the point where like my computer will start glitching out if I'm in like a resistant state of mind for too long. So any state of mind that you're in is not a problem, okay? Any emotional state, even if you're getting super triggered and pissed off and frustrated, is not a problem. And if you find yourself viewing any of that stuff as a problem, just catch yourself as ASAP and remind yourself, actually, no, this is normal. I'm a human being experiencing the spectrum of emotions. Light cannot exist without dark. Density has to be experienced in contrast with lightness and ease. And given the direction that the collective is headed in the next couple months, um, this is going to become kind of a matter of survival, you know, like learning how to keep your cool in chaos and stuff. But I really think that people who are drawn to listening to this weird ass podcast are people who know how to stay calm in chaos, who have probably already gone through a lot of insanity in life and have kind of like learned not to let it get to them. And it might be people who have always sort of seen through the systems. And I just want to say like, now is the time to share your ideas to, uh, talk about what you actually care about, whether it's on the internet or even with people in your life, because you might be kind of surprised at how open-minded people are, you know? Like, I hear people around me talking about things that I would just never expect. Like, I think Gen Z is pretty special, actually. Like, they're aware of energy and, yeah, like, things like manifestation is just part of kind of the mainstream vernacular these days. And, uh, yeah, you might be surprised at how open people are. Even things like refusing to choose in the two-party system, being like, actually, no, I don't agree with that, and I don't agree with that, and it's a false choice. Um, it is a false choice, you know? It's not either that or that at all. There's actually infinite options. And... The main way that you choose is through your attention and focus. If you feel called to vote, go ahead. I literally never have and probably never will. Not in the national elections. If I find a state where I want to live for a while, I'll probably get involved in like the local politics or whatever, but 
yeah, that's another thing that I usually am not that open about. Um, because I know there's like a lot of judgment around that, but at this point I really don't care. Like honestly, if someone's gonna give me shit for not voting, then they are believing in and buying into something that has even less backing to it than fucking Santa Claus as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, I don't vote in the national elections and I wouldn't because honestly, even thinking about voting for either one of those people, it's wrong. To me, it's just like so, so, so wrong to participate in that, to say like, yeah, I believe in this enough to go cast my ballot for it. I don't and I'm not going to pretend like I do and I never have ever since I've been old enough to vote I never have believed in um, either candidate enough to go and vote for them I would literally feel sick like I would probably have to throw up afterwards if I tried to do that (laughs) and um, I'm not ashamed of it you know I don't really believe in making choices out of like, well, this sucks and this sucks, but this sucks less, so I guess I'll choose that. Like, that's not good enough for me, so. If I lose listeners because I admit that I don't vote, then, um, bye. (laughs) I'm kind of sassy in this episode, huh? But honestly, at this point, like, 2020 has just been sort of like a year of without trying to sound dramatic or like I'm complaining, it's basically losing everything. Not everything. I really don't want to test reality by saying that because there's much more I could lose, but it's been like a lot of different things. And so I have no idea what's going to happen next, but my main priority is just like getting my own energy, mental health, emotional health. And, um, the best possible shape I can because I just can feel really strongly that it's important to do that. So yeah, if you find yourself circling back to the boundaries topic, if you find yourself getting triggered and pissed off and emotional at the people in your life and thinking they should know better, just just remember that you're basically saying that people should be able to read your mind. And they can't, and they won't. And some people actually benefit immensely from ignoring your signals. And they know that you will put aside your own wishes for them. And they may have even gotten used to that dynamic. So when you push back or set a boundary, they're not going to like it. And uh, if you're going to be a sovereign human being with self-respect and healthy boundaries you're going to have to learn how to sit in that discomfort. You're going to have to let people not like you. I know it sounds terrifying if you're not used to it. But it's absolutely essential to be a free human being, you know. Um, Otherwise, you're constantly just trying to manage other people's expectations and read their minds and figure out how they feel about you and try not to piss them off and walk in on eggshells and God, it's exhausting. A lot of us even develop like health condi- conditions and chronic fatigue and other stuff from um, from this because if you just like swallow your own resentments and annoyance all the time, 
those emotional cues that are meant to tell you, hey, you're doing something that's not very optimal, you need to adjust, but you just keep swallowing it over and over, yeah, you're going to get sick. I assume that people listening to this understand the relationship between the physical body and emotions and energy and stuff. If you suppress emotions repeatedly, it absolutely will fuck your physical body up in some way. There's official information on this out there for people who want to know. There's some doctor who did this uh, whole book on it, like about back pain. I think his last name was Sarno, S-A-R-N-O. I hope I'm not butchering that. Basically, he proved that holding on to emotions manifests as physical pain in the body. And uh, it's really common sense if you just like let yourself use your uh, critical reasoning abilities. You know, like most of us know that if you're stressed out, you can hold it in your shoulders and neck like tension so why would that not apply to the rest of your body you know if you have some random kind of like knee pain or lower back pain it's probably some kind of emotional thing (laughs) so if that sounds really out there to you just um, do some research pay attention to your body ask it what it wants to tell you So as I say in every episode, I'm still doing mentorship. I do hour-long calls with people. I was kind of doing video for a while, but I realized that uh, I like the phone better because I like to be able to like walk around. And looking at someone is just too distracting because I can't really like think clearly or even speak freely when I'm being watched. Well, it's harder anyway. So yeah, if you're going through shadow work or struggling with boundaries or loneliness or any type of healing or spiritual, even supernatural stuff, like you either want to experience more of it or you're experiencing too much of it and want to learn how to control it, I can help with all those areas. I know that my energy in this episode was not the sunshiniest, but uh, I'm not here to pretend like I'm always happy. Because I'm not. Nobody is. And yeah, I've been going through lots of struggles lately. I'm not going to go into them yet on here because I'm still processing. Um, But one of them involved like meeting a person who I considered basically my best friend. Like we clicked so fast and it was awesome. And it was actually just meant to be a bunch of lessons and not a lasting connection. So that's really sad. And then also an immediate death in the family, or wait, a death in my immediate family, which is the first I've ever experienced, so that's crazy. But both of those things, I'm not really ready to talk about quite yet, and I'm not sure how much detail I'll go into, because the way I do this is like, whatever I feel like sharing is what I share. But I think I'll go more into those things. Um, Yeah. So I guess that's it for this episode, very low energy with my Marge Simpson voice, and uh, thanks for listening. If you want mentorship, email me. It's very casual, informal. I just kind of help you talk through your triggers and 
listen and give suggestions for how to delve deeper into shadow work or develop a kinder relationship with yourself. How to give less of a fuck what others think. How to develop stronger boundaries. Basically, if you resonate with me, uh, odds are we could do some good work together. So yeah, send me an email if you want to do that. And thanks for listening. <laughs>